Welcome back to Midwest Girls. Hello, everyone. We are using some new technology today. Oh, it's so exciting. And it is. We actually have headphones on. And like, my hair probably looks like dog ears. <laughs> <laughs> Cocker spaniel. So now you will get to hear our laughs even better. Well, I'm just glad that all these things kind of came together at once for us. Yes. Jess is like, you need a mixing board. And then all you were like, hey, I can do this. Yes. And Angie's been doing all her stuff. Yes. It's awesome. Yeah. So we're just really excited because there are a lot of things happening in our church and um, with us already doing it and using one of our rooms, it's kind of like we're coming together to start something really awesome at our church and Midwest Girls is going to kind of yeah help out with that. And in return, there's some things that have been able to help us out with. Yeah. So it's a podcast church. Yes. It's cool. So the big reveal is coming, but it is called Imago Day Studios. So just be on the lookout for the big media day reveal. We got a few things coming and I'm, I'm excited because this is what I like to do. I love content creation mm -hmm. of any sort. So mm -hmm. I just keep showing up and going, whoa, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's awesome. This is amazing. Wow, guys. Um, but actually, this is almost a perfect fit. You know, yeah, it is because we were like talking about things that are happening and we're going to we wanted we thought we'd just talk to you guys about, you know, what Project 6-8 is, what Midwest Girls is and why we're doing it mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, you know, there's I feel like there's a lot of things that people don't fully know why we do it or maybe know all that we're open to doing. Yeah, I think it's also good for any new listeners who might have it's it's every so often you just reintroduce mm -hmm. who we are, what we do. Yeah. So here it is. Yeah. Who we are, what we do. <laughs> do you want to start? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want you to start. <laughs> I'm very honest. That's no. one thing about me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I am too, but you are. Um, sometimes it gets me in trouble, but <laughs> Anyway, so actually, let's start here. Okay. So what's crazy and what I also, all these things are falling, like pieces are kind of coming together. Um, I was actually just talking to somebody on the phone. I led a prayer call earlier today. Then after that, I had a phone conversation with a lady. Um, and she was just asking me about things I do and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, Project 6-8 actually will be five this year. What? I know. That's wild. So it is wild. Um, so... In August, it'll be Project 6-8 will be five years old. Um, it started off as a blog, um, which is funny because now that's the thing that happens the least. Yeah, blogging had its heyday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so there's blogs that get th gets thrown up there every once in a while. Um, but for the most part, I feel like the video, um, so like Table Talks, uh, the audio with Midwest Girls, um, even the video portion of Midwest Girls is kind of like the main content mm -hmm. now, um, with social media and everything like that. And, uh, there's some things that I would like to do to up our social media game, but at the same time, that just takes more time. Yeah. Um, we're, we are, while we care about, um, reaching people, we're not like out there to be, make it, you know what I'm trying right. to say? Like we want to have impact for Jesus and, mm -hmm. but we're not necessarily like we need a million followers. Exactly. Um, and so with that in mind, um, 
that kind of always, I think, brings both of us back to, you know, yes, do we want to create a social media presence? Yeah, and it comes naturally. Um, but I'm not going to necessarily kill myself trying to get a post out every other day yeah. or something, you know, to beat the algorithm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So what you see is what kind of what you get yeah. if you actually watch the video portion of uh, Herbert's podcast. I think that's included on there when he says, oh, well, I'm just happy you guys are exactly who you are online. <laughs> I don't know who else to be. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but with Project 6-8 um, and what I, I thought you were going to say something. Well, what's our, what is our motto? Okay. So our motto is basically, um, being unashamed of being completely in love with Jesus. And I think I butched it, but it's on unashamedly bold, truthful yes. and genuine. genuine. Um, I was trying to think of what I had written on the bottom of the, mm -hmm. um, emblem. the, um, Oh, what's it called? The header of the website. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when we started this, um, that when Meg came on and then for the, when Beth came on at that time, um, I remember sitting at our kitchen table and we were all talking about this, like, mm -hmm. what do we want to be? And, um, and even though Beth isn't really, do, she's, I don't want to say she's not a part of it because I feel like that sounds mean, but she's not in the every She's not. Yeah. How do I want to say that? Well, she stepped back. <laughs> yeah, for she a stepped while. back. There we go. Because and but she's still like a, a amazing cheerleader for us, mm -hmm. and um, she'll come on the podcast eventually. We're trying to get her on for a friend's podcast. Yeah. Um, but we basically were like, okay, what do we want to be? Like, who are we? What do we believe? We or what do we want to stand for? Um, and how do we want to approach people? And you know, that's when it came to being bold, truthful, and genuine. Mm -hmm. Um, so we wanted to basically embolden Christians to be unashamed of their faith. Huh, there's like a thread here throughout my life and everything I do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm think, think just like putting together like, Hey, this is how this started. And Hey, raising unashamed kids. There it is. There it is. <laughs> um, but with that on our website, you could also see that we are both also open to whether you need music, whether you need a speaker, whether you need both, um, for a conference or even like a, um, I don't want to say small group, but maybe like a worship a night, yeah, yeah, a workshop, mm -hmm. a worship night at church. Um, just like, we're just really open to what the Lord has for us. And we're putting our gifts and talents out there for people to tap into mm -hmm. if the Lord leaves them, leads them to us. And, yeah. um, I think both, we both have been, you know, dutiful in that. Mm -hmm. So for me, this feels like stepping over a new threshold, um, because I've been out of like the worship I don't, I mean, I've been serving, but you know, and no longer in the capacity of like the director. And now I'm kind of like, I was actually asked to do a few worship mm -hmm. conferences and I, it was still too raw. I didn't feel ready, mm -hmm. but now I would be like, yes, mm -hmm. I would do that. I'm yeah. ready now to do that again. So my background is music. I've done, I've been in ministry before. I love to talk about marriage, worship, um, what did I, what did we say earlier? We, um, and we both have found that we both really love to talk about kids and protect, yeah. like pr protecting them basically. And yeah. 
equipping them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had, um, really, I was in the worship scene for how many years? I don't know, a while, guys. I'm sorry <laughs> if that vibrated. So that's just, that's kind of who I am. And then Kylie asked me to, to join this. And that was, there's just been all these steps to mm-hmm. leading to where I feel like God is calling me. I think there's another step I'm about to take. And it's all just really exciting. So yeah, yeah. so we're out, we're just here saying, here we are, this is what we do. And Kylie, you need to talk about the books. <laughs> okay, but first I wanna, do you remember when I uh, asked you to be on the podcast? No. I remember where I was standing, but it was through text messages. And I go, really? hey, I feel like what you're saying resonates with the podcast and what I, I feel like the Lord's leading me in. Do you wanna come on? <laughs> You want to help host? And two years later, here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> Has it been two or three? Actually, I feel like it's been three. Probably. That's, That's how fast time goes. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I do remember that now you say it. Like, I feel like you need to be like the co-host podcast. Like, okay. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> oh, man. Because a podcast is much easier to do when there's somebody with you. Yeah. Especially when... It's one of your best friends. That's right. Sorry, everybody. I keep kicking the table and adjusting everything. Um, Yeah, so the book um, that she is talking about, um, the book Send Me, um, it's the third book in the Isaiah series. Um, I keep saying, um, (laughs) if you can't tell, talking about myself isn't my favorite thing. She didn't want to do this. (laughs) And so I just laugh when I look at that picture, first of all, because I don't know if you remember reading it in the book. So how do you wear it? Um, The exact opposite way as I have it. I was blaming Amazon. I have this shawl on in this this picture. And you can see this white part hanging. You can see this white part hanging down. (laughs) And you still look really pretty. Thank you. So that was... Not a, barely two months, not even two months after we got the boys. But I remember thinking, you know, they're going to go back soon. And I still want to document this uh, <laughs> and all these things. So we had a photographer come out and take our pictures. And it was yeah. negative one degree Jeez, that day. Um, the boys were champs. And I'm just so shocked that they were willing to do it. <laughs> Oh, it's so cute, though. Um, but yeah, I was blaming Amazon for the Smithsonian's shawl. It's hard to say. And I um, I wore it anyway because I needed it <laughs> on. <laughs> um, and then come to find out uh, about a year or two later, I don't even remember what it was now, um, I realized I was wearing it upside down. That's so funny. <laughs> That's exactly something I would do. <laughs> and so, but now I have a nice fur shawl. <laughs> Um, but this, this book is the third in the Isaiah series. I think I said that already, but, um, the Isaiah, Isaiah series, I call it that because project six, eight, if you didn't know, is based on Isaiah six, eight, um, the Bible verse. And it's, um, who, man, uh, then I said to the Lord who, or then the Lord said, whom, or who will I send? Who will I send? And, or whom shall go? And and I said, here I am, send me. I really messed up that verse for a second. <laughs> I even have it tattooed on my arm. <laughs> um, but actually, I just have send me tattooed. But it's cool. Uh, um, but the first book's called Here I Am, mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of just like the beginning of 
I would actually, it's like in the beginning time frame of project six, eight, but the beginning of really, um, just laying my life down and giving it to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and just learning, um, to climb every mountain without fear. And because when I was part of my testimony, if you've never heard it, uh, when all this started was when we were going through infertility, you know, Kim was diagnosed with cancer. Um, I was working as an agronomist and in the middle of one of my field checks, um, the Lord just kind of like captured me. Um, after you find that I have cycles of rage towards God. I wouldn't call it rage, (laughs) just very real moments. Yes. And that's, you know what, we need to do that. Yeah. Um, so I was driving, it was actually so, um, so intense. I pulled off to the side of the road. Um, and the Lord just kind of was like, you know, you're, you're mine and you're, I'm going to use you kind of thing. And, um, but one of the things that I've felt in like a soft whisper just kind of wash over me. And he said, um, sometimes you need to climb a little higher on the mountains that you have been praying to be moved. Like sometimes you just got to keep climbing. (laughs) And, um, you know, and so I couldn't get stuck. Basically what I took out of it, I can't get stuck here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to survive here. Mm -hmm. Um, so I need to move past this mountain and, um, just keep climbing or to get over this mountain. I just need to keep climbing and praying. And, um, that's when just everything kind of opened up. I then got baptized as a 20, 22 year old. Um, and I, I'm just going to tell our story. That's when I was on staff. Mm-hmm. I was at her baptism. Yep. And we, I mean, we knew each other. Her but son got baptized at the same, yeah, at the same time. But we <laughs> weren't really friends. I mean, we weren't friends yet. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, that's cool. Like, she's getting baptized now. Praise God. Like, I was just there watching my son get baptized. We were at a pool, so it's, I couldn't do music. Yeah. Did Tom bring his guitar? We didn't have any music that I remember. I thought Tom led one song. Maybe he did. Yeah. Cause I can't transport a keyboard to a pool. Yeah. But yeah. And, um, so yeah, our lives were kind of intersecting at different times before the Lord, I really believe brought us together. Yeah. Um, but I always thought Kylie was cool. Like, Oh wow. She's got great clothes. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Oh man. And yeah, the Lord definitely brought us. Together. Yeah. So she wasn't on staff. I was on staff. Yeah. Um, she had been before. So. Yeah. And I was in a very bitter state. So actually my dad was, my mom and dad were friends with them before we were friends. It's true. That's like, but like Beth and Jimmy and everybody. Um, and I remember mom and dad wanting us to get, um, we were going to church, but wanted us to get plugged in, um, with the small group that Megan and Jesse were leading at the time. And I remember, I think Megan ended I invited up, you. Yeah, invited us. And I'm like, oh, okay. And You're in my like, head, I'm like, eh. no way. I'm not doing it. And <laughs> not because of any, not because of her, just because, or Jesse or anybody in the group, it was because of where I was. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, nope, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, you weren't rude, but I remember you were like, well, maybe not right now. And I was like, I get it. Yeah. I do. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so then, you know, that moved. So that was the first, like the first book. Yeah. The second book. The second one, Who Will Go, um, was kind of just like, I guess covers more of the time period. You can see such a difference in my spiritual growth. Um, and between the first and second and the second and the third and, you know, um, but there's things that I, I kind of read through the first one not too long ago. I'm like, Oh, oh no, <laughs> it's good. Kylie. Don't. But you know, like sometimes you're just like, yes, I know. If I were to go listen to like the first worship, Oh no, I could tell the first word. I could tell you about the first worship service I ever led. <laughs> I looked to the drummer every time to click us off. And at one point he actually rolled his eyes at me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and if you're a musician with me here, you're going to be like, are you serious, May? That's hilarious. I was scared. That's so funny. So, yes. I understand looking back and going, ah, but you know, we're meant to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, so who will go, man, that's kind of a harder one to kind of um, summarize it, um, basically it talks about moving forward from, <laughs> you know, the infertility stuff. I don't feel like I really talk about it there too much. Um, and we talk about how, like the impact of my mother-in-law dying. Um, but then just kind of realizing, you know, it's, I, I think the tagline in that book is sometimes it's just not about you. Mm-hmm. And realizing that we are all a part of a bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the verses that talk about suffering for Christ that, you know, we think of suffering for Christ is to be like Peter, who, you know, said that he can't die in the same way as Jesus and getting nailed to a cross upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, no, suffering is different. Um I would never want to suffer in the way Peter did, but Mm -hmm. there's different versions of suffering. And I don't think it's something that we can rank Mm -hmm. um, because each life is different. Um, And just basically that point in time was just, okay, God, I will go. Like the first book was here I am. This one is who will go. And this is me saying, Lord, I will, Mm -hmm. I will go. And so, um, yeah, I feel like each of these books are titled, titled really well when I think about it and not to pat myself on the back, this is totally a God thing, but the first book laying out exactly every thought and feeling that I had. Mm -hmm. Um, so literally here I am, um, who will go being, okay, I'm willing to go. This is what's going to (laughs) take. Um, (laughs) and then the last one's called send me. And he truly did send me, even though, I mean, I've left and did mission work, but, um, send me was embracing the call, embracing the call in, yeah. in my own home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. In a powerful way. I was like reliving it all with her in this book. And it, it it's a great read. It took me like just two mornings because one, I couldn't put it down. So you could treat it like as a devotional if you wanted chapter by chapter. But I read it in two mornings and I was like crying both times, just reminiscing. But also just because of the content, like such a submitted heart before the Lord. And at times, even when you you can't, you don't understand his plan, but you just take one faithful step at a time. Mm-hmm even when it hurts. Um, but there is growth and beauty in it all. So it's like, 
I can't recommend it enough. The whole series, but this one, I really love it. Um, Angie, who came on the podcast a couple episodes ago, she said she woke up to go to the bathroom at 3 a.m. and then she couldn't fall back asleep, so she read that. So she read it in between uh, 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or 5 a.m. or something like that. And she said she just cried the whole time. Oh, yeah, so I was crying. Sorry in advance, but if it makes you feel better, I cried while writing it. And <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the last chapter. I feel like I could cry now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's still raw. It got me, too. <laughs> Especially, you know, just after this weekend. Yeah. But, um, sorry. Oh, man. Okay. Um, that's a day that I want to forget, but I know I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that was such a turning point as well. Um to a different chapter, uh, in many ways. And, um, where was I going with that? But I think you have surrendered your life in such a way, whereas a lot of people would be bitter at what has happened. You, you see it as the Lord growing you and calling you still higher up on the mountain. Um, so I, it's a good lesson in accepting, um, the cross that, you know, we're all, we all have our cross to bear. I don't know. That's actually scriptural. You guys take up your cross and follow me. Yeah. Um, you do that and you're, you're just telling the world what it felt like in its high moments (laughs) and in its slow moments. And it's very inspiring. So I, I recommend the whole series. Um, and she, Kylie would be like a phenomenal speaker on fostering. Mm-hmm. Like you could do a whole workshop on, um, fostering and, um, broken families. Yeah. Um, that would be something she would be very familiar with. She's been in the system. She knows how it works. It, what got me Kylie as your friend is reading, you know, I knew how hard it was but this was just a look into exactly how hard it was. And I'm like, man, I like it, it, it hurt. Sorry. It, it made me sad thinking of you going through all of it, even though I was, you know, with you, but you know, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard to see you go through it all. Yeah. You did it very well, friend. Hey, thanks. <laughs> Welcome. Um, something that I, um, am you know, I feel like I'm a passionate person, so I feel like I'm passionate about many things, but, um, you know, like Meg said earlier, um, I'm very passionate about people learning to embrace their call. Um, I'm very passionate about kids and, you know, equipping them. Um, something else that I going through this and the Lord's revealed to me, I'm very passionate about letting learning to because I'm still learning this but helping people grieve things that most people mm-hmm. don't understand yeah. like that and unconventional grief because in foster care if you're 
familiar with it, if you reunify them with their biological family, it's like, yay, everything is perfect. Okay. Two days, they're reunified two days later. I'm going to get, we're going to call you with another placement and you're just like, what? Why? Like you're not like, I, I can't even think about this. And, um, cause to me, it, thank you. Uh, to me, it was like a death almost. And, um, I'm like, I am in no way, shape or form to take care of kids right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know people, obviously I know parents take care of kids in times of grief, but if you have an option and, you know, to say yes or no to taking care of a child when you're in a immense grief, especially a child that's going to come in to a whole new world to themselves coming out of their own trauma. Mm-hmm. I was, or Seth was going to be able to love them and help them like they needed to be helped. Yeah. There's no comparing fostering to anything other than fostering. Right. You can't. Yeah. Because it's its own set of rules and yes. guidelines and it's not just parenting you explain it very well in the book everything you have to do and most of the time these kids are coming to you very broken yeah and so it's not like well you could say like yeah it's parents have to do this through grief but it's not exactly right it's not exactly the same like yeah. it's a completely different call yeah and all equally parenting but I think you know what I say yeah. mean by that like this is not just standard it's you it's have more. you have there's so many and I don't want to say this to deter anybody who's maybe thinking about it um Ooh, sorry oh it's okay getting used to the mics um but there's so much to it you are literally parenting with the government we had a very good county mm-hmm. um I feel like we're spoiled forever if we were to take in another child mm-hmm. because um we did have such a good county and there are still things that I would change. Mm-hmm. Um, but based on feedback from other foster families and stuff, it was not even comparable to what other foster families have to go through. Um, and overall, we did have really good caseworkers as well. And, you know, same thing. And so I just, the boy's story. Um so we were licensed to foster and, um, we we were done by March of 2020. Well, everybody knows the world shut down. Yeah. And, um, what's really sad about that is kids weren't being seen. Mm -hmm. Um, so kids were living in their abusive situations in their neglect situations because nobody was seeing them or being reported. I mean, and, um, and I just kept, getting more and more anxious because I'm like, okay, well, we're doing this now. Like, why aren't they calling us? Why Mm -hmm. aren't, you know, and this is why. And then there was like 10 calls that we did get and we said yes to, and then the County picks somebody else. Mm -hmm. It's just a kind of a confusing process. You can say yes, but it doesn't mean you're going to get them. And, um, so when the call came for four, four, four kids, um, I didn't even really think twice. I honestly didn't even talk to Seth. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said yes. And um, we, had the, we had the room. 
<laughs> and, um, and we ended up getting them. And I think our willingness to take four is because the only reason we got them, mm-hmm. um, because they could keep most of them together then. Yeah. Um, because they do have three sisters, but they all went to, um, other places and they are, they were taken care of well too. Um, but basically where I was getting to with this is I think that was all part of God's plan too. I needed the eagerness in me. He knew that if I waited, if I were to wait, I would keep getting long enough. I'd keep getting more eager and more eager Mm -hmm. and more impatient. And he actually used it to his benefit of me saying yes to, to four to four. I really believe that, um, you know, people might say differently, but Oh no, I'm like, I, I right now, if you ask me to take in, well, I guess I'm doing a respite. We're doing a respite this weekend for, but, um, but it's not permanent. It's just for the weekend to help out another foster family. Um, but if I were to get a call for four now, I would have, I would either say no or I'd be thinking really hard about that. Like mm-hmm. I would have, there would be a lot more thought process. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, yes, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Like I was then. Anyways. So the book series are just hitting on all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if we did, <laughs> hopefully we convinced you. <laughs> well, they're like, it. they're very encouraging, very inspiring you guys. So I would get them. I have them. You should get them. <laughs> what about the devotional? Um, so there's two devotionals. Um, the Project 681 is basically the comp- um, uh, the compiling of, if you were on the Project 68 email, the Bible study email list. I forgot about that. That was something in the very early stages of Bible. Or yeah, you Project used to send them emails. Yes. Like before we were friends, I signed up for your email. <laughs> for real. Yeah. And um, so there was about... Um, 150 people mm-hmm. or mostly women. Um, and it was weekly for the most part until, you know, towards the end of it. Um, I would send out email devotionals each week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I put them all together in a devotional, a 30 day devotional. Um, obviously I didn't use all of them because, Otherwise, there'd be, be more. Yeah. <laughs> um, you pick different certain yeah. ones. Yeah. And then for, so that one's what that one is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also, I w- that was written at the same time. I think that was published a month after the Here I Am was published. So that kind of that same time period, same mindset and, mm-hmm. you know, navigating of life. And um, uh, Meant to Live, the 30-day devotional, um was I don't remember when that was released it was close to who will go Mm -hmm. but that one I would say is a little more of like challenging you Mm -hmm. to think about things um I think you'll see my um my bold personality yeah your cliff pushing tendencies yes (laughs) yes everyone needs a cliff pusher in their life I feel like that one, um, each devotional for the most part is like almost challenging the mm-hmm. person reading like, Hey, do it. Yeah. Are you living this out every week or are you just living it out of, you know, on Sundays? Yeah. So that kind of thing. Yeah. So I, it, 
all the books basically. So I mean, Kylie's founder of Project Six Eight. She asked me to come on, and I was like, "Cool!" <laughs> and she's so, a great addition. <laughs> whatever. I try. You have but, wisdom that I do not have. Well, <laughs> I thank you. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but um, I, like, I like giving her compliments. I don't know how to take them. Me either, but it's funnier <laughs> when it's her. Yes. Um, but I would say the books really lay out, you know, what Project Six Eight is about. And in addition, you know, like we said, there's Midwest Girls, there's Table Talks. So how, if we were to say, I don't know what else to say. I, I had a train of thought. I completely lost it. <laughs> if like they wanted to get in contact yeah, with us. Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, there is a way on our website. There should be, as far as snowy now. <sighs> Sorry. Last week's podcast was sunny. <laughs> it was. Stinking Midwest. Um, there is like a forum on the very first page of our website. Um, or you can email us at project six, eight mi- or project. Yeah. Project six, eight ministry at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can always message us like direct message us to start the conversation on any social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes even, I feel like in this day and age, that's like what's easiest. <laughs> Cause yeah. then you just, you know, can, then you transfer over to phone calls or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that would be, him. yeah, I guess, yeah, I had a. I, I really wish I could remember my thought. No, it's gone. That's unfortunate. But I highly recommend Meg to lead your worship oh, at no. your event because she's very talented. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You are. <laughs> yeah. She has one of the most amazing voices, and she can. She could easily be. I think you could easily be famous. Well, thanks. I, that's maybe we could get Meg to do a Meg's music video. She's been on me like this for like a, <laughs> like a number of years, like do the music, like do a mu- Meg's music moment, something like yeah. that. Do it. Like, no. Can, can you tell I always play with the first letter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to do it like that. <laughs> um, I think it would be cool. Oh, you could do like, Hey, this is, this song means a lot. Like, yeah. this is what I learned from it. So I'm going to play and sing. Yeah. In all seriousness, like, you know, I have, like I've said, I don't need to tell my whole life story, but I do feel that the Lord is calling me to certain things and I'm trying, I am saying, okay, I'm, I'm ready mm-hmm. basically. And so, yes, I am going to be trying to do, to discern, um, what, what is my next step, God? But, you know, I almost feel hypocritical from last week's podcast because I am at a place of peace. <laughs> So I'm in no rush, but I guess it's just that those open palms. And my, they always have been, but I, I don't know. This just feels a little different now. Like almost like God's like, okay, now mm-hmm. go. Yeah. And whereas before it was heal. Yeah. Time stop. Yeah. Be still. Yeah. And that's good. I yeah. can, but you, you can be still and you can move move yes yes that's a big lesson i've learned that is one of my pet peeves yeah i know <laughs> how many times have i gotten on your nerves um i don't know a multi- a multitude. because i feel like for the most part i feel like for the most part you have done that mm-hmm. i mean there's moments as there's moments in my life where you you know you stumble a bit and you're like 
I can't do anything. Yeah. But you know, that's, I feel like a lot of people, I honestly feel that's maybe this is where I was going before a lot of, I do believe God ordained our friendship because a lot of these things we've even stepped back and went, we learned this together, Mm -hmm. but in very different ways. Yes. Like we have weirdly said, if you were to combine both of our lives, aspects of mine and (laughs) aspects of hers, we would have the one perfect. (laughs) (laughs) We did say this. We did say this. I remember this text message. Yeah. And and I, uh, it's just interesting how, and it makes me almost sad. Like, I, I think we are very similar, all this being said, but I do, I think women fall into the trap of, well, I can only be friends with people who look like me. Yeah. who are in the same, like, actually, there, no, you, there's not much growth no. there. And um, not that you can't, like, it's oh, that's a wonderful thing too, but yeah. Yeah, don't dismiss a friendship. I'm not I ever wanted to dismiss you, don't take that, but like God has used that to grow both of us. Yes. I've never wanted to dismiss you. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> no, I My didn't heart would break. <laughs> I will go cry in the corner. <laughs> well, I was just crying the other day. Like, I won't know my friends in heaven. <laughs> no. Which you, I believe you will. Yeah, it was just too. how I took somebody's, that's how I took somebody's, um, uh, how the, it was a question and the gentleman on the podcast answered it, how I believe as well. Like, I believe you will know them. Mm-hmm. It might not be necessarily like you're not married in heaven kind of thing, but which makes me sad. I don't want to think about that, but it's, but it's going to be different. Like I won't feel sad because there is no sadness. So the heaven thing is just so hard for us to wrap our mind around. Anyway, I digress. I was crying because the question was, do you think we'll know our friends in heaven? And I'm like, I hope not that all my faith belongs in this guy, but I hope he says yes. (laughs) (laughs) Please say yes. Because I believe it's yes. And I want I think so. Oh yeah. I think, um, I think heaven is going to be entirely different than most people think. Um, in the sense of we're not going to be floating in the clouds. Mm -hmm. We are meant to work. Um, Mm -hmm. we were created to work. You could see that in the garden purpose. There's a purpose. Um, I believe we can just kind of look at our lives now and what our gifts and talents are and what we really love to do and do it well in that, in a way that glorifies God kind of thing. Um, and I believe that's what we'll be doing in heaven. Yeah. Uh So, and we get just glimpses of it here on earth. Mm -hmm. Like if there's things you're passionate about here, well, Jesus has this purpose for you for eternity that should, that will be very fulfilling and exciting and even better because you're going to be doing it with him. Yeah. Pastor Matt just touched on that yesterday in their sermon, in yeah. his sermon. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. But so yeah. that's what it is. And that's what Kylie's done. That's what I've done. And do you have anything you want to say about you? I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> I feel like I talked a lot. <laughs> I I mean, like without going into my whole story, I guess like I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I struggle with perfectionism. So I'm going to listen to this and like really hate it <laughs> that I'm not better prepared. But yes, like I, I was called into worship ministry in my 20s. I was uh, mentored to do just that. 
And then, you know, the Lord has been so gracious to open doors for me and um, put me in positions to learn more. And I, uh, I think I'm going to further that education, even though I don't have, quote unquote, a job right now in that. And I don't, it doesn't have to be a job for it to be a call. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all called. Yeah. And so, but it's kind of just stepping out in faith saying, okay, Lord, what? Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was very like, um, yeah, I mean, I was a good, I was a good worship director. I'm, I'm not trying to brag. Uh, but there were things that he needed to teach me and I'm grateful for the the time of quiet, if that makes sense. And now I feel like I can step out into that scene again with just a bit more wisdom and understanding. And I want to. Yeah. Even if, even if it's not that scene, if he were to call me to something completely different, I'm open to that. Yeah. It's just where I'm comfortable. I'm excited to watch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about myself. I'm a mom. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm a wife. That's a, that's, that's a big call. Yeah, it is. So. And actually... I'm very passionate about that. Yeah. So I would talk about that. I love, I think it's very important. I think it is a call in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Marriage is a call. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about marriage. I would say that's one marriage of the top. And mothering. Yes. Um, like I, it makes me sad when I hear people not thriving in their marriages. Uh, I want people to, and I would love to, I love talking about that. Mm-hmm. So, and that's why we got our joyful marriage small group off the ground. So I'm an experienced small group leader. This is the first one we've led. It's been great. Even though Kylie was laughing at me because I fell into some old tendencies. <laughs> She's like, stay the course. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're right. This is why you need people. This it, is why we, it's true. I think we're also both passionate about community. Yeah. Um, and making sure you're surrounding yourself in with godly people mm-hmm. um, and ones who are who can lovingly direct you, yeah. Um, if they see you falling into a tendency, yeah. So that's probably something we could talk about very well too. Is friendship, yeah. What's it look like, right? What's it supposed to look like, right? Godly, God honoring friendships, yeah. So. And being, um, I think it's like falls under what you know Project Six Eight uh, motto is is being bold, truthful, and genuine. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a loving way to be, to speak to your friends, the truth. And I think that's where, and then there's a way you need to, you need to be prepared to receive it. I am, I'm not the best at receiving correction, but that's something that the Lord's grown in, grown me in. Um, but I appreciate when correction, does that make sense? Yeah, no. So, I feel like a lot of people are probably like that. It's just kind of not always. It's, I mean, it's biblical to not be easily offended. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, even, um, I had lunch with a friend today and I want her guidance in the small group. I said, you will not offend me. Yeah. Please guide me being open to that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a great place to get when you don't get so, frazzled and upset because somebody disagrees with disagrees you. or yes. it's actually trying to help you yeah yeah ah. it's a great place to be so as a person I think it was just some cultural things that I grew up dealing with but here I am now 
<laughs> you've never been like you've never come across me as someone who's easily offended. You haven't. Well, that's good. Yeah, I wouldn't say offended would be what I struggled with. Um, well, maybe that is a way to say it though. But Not that you would lash out. Yeah, it maybe it's more like that. Like, oh, I wouldn't do that. But like inside, you'd be like, hey, yeah. <laughs> I know it was more when I worked in the um uh the real world. The, like the non-ministry world mm-hmm. um, where things would happen and I'd be like, really? Like we, I just did the same thing that you just did. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're, and you're correcting me. me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that was, that's another topic. That's another lifetime ago. Yeah. That was before books. <laughs> Not funny. Yes. Oh, I don't even want to go back there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. Like that's where people like, I wish I guess where project six, eight is very much like, you know what? There's purpose to your life. Mm -hmm. That is what it is. Like God created each of you uniquely for a call and a purpose. Yes. And you should be able to look back at your life and go, that's where I was then even back further. That's where I was then. But here I am now. Mm -hmm. And now I know the Lord will in a few years I'll be like, and now here I am. Yeah. So yeah. I led a um, prayer call this morning and something I said on there is what I actually text you. Cause then it was like, I didn't even know what I was going to talk about until like a half hour before or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, he's already considered who you are before putting you and calling you to where you are now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when he led you to the spot you're in now and he knows every hair on your head. He knows every innermost thought. He knows every um, gift and talent you have, but he also knows every single fault you have. Yeah. Um, so he's taken that into consideration. Into consideration. Yeah. So. so what are we waiting for? Yeah. Really? Really. If we were all to just remember, we could make the gates of hell quake if we all were to just stand in the power that Jesus has given us through the Holy Spirit and lived the life we're called to live. Yes. And that's what... That's what Project Six Eight is trying to inspire people to do. Yes, you don't have to be the missionary. You don't have to be the pastor. Mm-hmm. Every person is called. Yes, where where you are, that is true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's where we're at. Yeah, and I had a way to sum it all up, and I lost it. I must need some water or something. <laughs> oh, I need water. I have been very bad at drinking water today, but for real. I'm getting upset with myself. <laughs> I had a good way to sum it up, and it's just gone. Embrace your call. Man. I'm human. Yeah. Oh, well. Well. I think I that's think, it. I think that's it. Next okay. week, we have our pastor on. So excited. Yes. And actually, so he's going to be touching on what we just talked about. Yeah. And when he was like, this is what I think I'm going to talk about, girls. I hope someone out there needs to hear it. And I'm like, uh, hi. <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> I'm one of them. I'm sure there's more. Oh, yes. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'll be getting back from the second grade field trip oh, and heading straight here. So give me grace. <laughs> Good thing he'll do most of the talking. Yes. <laughs> if I look funny, you'll know why. <laughs> oh, it'll be good. It'll yes. be good. Um, yeah, so we'll be back next week, and mm-hmm. we pray that this just kind of, I guess, gives you an insight to what we do here, but most importantly, like, encourages you to um, 
to be bold and unashamed of your love of Christ and um, to think about, are you embracing your call that mm-hmm. he has on your life? Are you willing to say, Lord, here I am, send me? Um, mm-hmm. Because when you're willing to do that, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying my life's been easy. Meg wouldn't say that either. But when you live a surrendered life, as I believe both of us do, it's easier because we have Jesus. Yeah. And we can, we have the ability to look at our life and go, that's why you did that. Yeah. That's why you did that. And we want that for all Christians. You're not meant to just live in this constant state of limbo where I'm like, I just got to read more. I got to do this more. No, like guys, we all have this path to walk and you should be walking it, running it, sprinting it, crawling it. There's all different phases of life, but there's always forward momentum. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Here's a way I want to sum this up. And this is from, uh, or here's my advice I want to close out with, I should say. Um, this is from I, the, one of the most profound things um, I took from church camp. I remember it very vaguely. Um, he was talking about, we were probably junior high at that time. The, I was in the junior high camp at that time. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Jason uh, said that he would t- already he was already teaching his girls who were vi- um like eight-ish years old and younger, mm-hmm. like, hey, I want you to find a man who runs past you towards Jesus. Yeah. Um, and that's very true for your spouse. But I also want to encourage you to surround yourself with friends like that, mm-hmm. just people in your life. Surround yourself with people who are going to try to beat you in a good way to Jesus. Like they're actually not even concerned necessarily where you, (laughs) okay. That sounds horrible too, (laughs) but you know what I mean? Like nothing is stopping them. Yeah. They are going, they are running. They're encouraging you. Yes. Yes. They are running to Jesus. Yeah. Um, We press on towards the goal. Unashamedly. And, um, they are alongside you to cheer you on, but you want to surround yourself with people who, you know, challenge you at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. So I do. I think Kyle and I have both tried to be open books when it came just being honest with our lives and have shared that on here. She shared it in her books. Uh, that's yes. That's what we would do. Yeah. So, well, we love you guys and we'll be back next week. Yeah. So God bless. God bless. Yeah.